T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 127-116 Celtics. Excellent game for Derek White. Phenomenal performance once again from Jason Tatum. And the Hornets, they competed, but the Celtics and Tatum, just too good. It's my good friend Brian Scalabrini on the call along with Cedric Maxwell uh, on TV last night. This is Boston Sports Original WEEI. Christian Arkin here with you for the rest of the hour. And then it's Bradfo Show, the award-winning Bradfo Show, coming your way after I'm done. Uh, we'll talk with Josue Pavone, CLNS Media, here at about 3.30. And former uh, WEEI board op, too, by the way. That's a, that's a fact about Josue. Not everybody knows. Um, the Celtics did hold off the Hornets last night. They were up 28 in the third quarter and had that lead uh, not evaporate completely. I think it got down to single digits in the fourth. It may not have. Either way, it got a lot closer than I think anybody like was closest, expecting. The closest it got to 12, and then eventually the closest they got was the end result, which was 9. Which was 9 at the end. Okay, so it was still, I mean, from 28 down to 12, 9 single digits area. Yeah, if it is, was like 20 uh, to 20, 10, it'd be something different, but this was like a nearly 30-point lead. Yeah, and that's not the end of the world. They won the game. Uh, Derek White was awesome. He was fantastic, especially in the first half. Derek White was about as good in the first half as any basketball player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that was he was like Steph was like Curry 26, out there, twenty six, twenty six in the first half. Yeah, just bombing from three. Uh, the Celtics set a new franchise record for first half three pointers in that game, and it was nice to see. I guess you know it was nice to see Derek White doing that. But my problem with this team all year isn't always has been that I know that when they're making their threes at a crazy clip, they're going to win. I know that. The most impressive win they've had this year, to me, was against Golden State when their threes weren't hitting. And they had to sort of squeak out a win at the by the skin of their teeth and win in another way. I mean, everybody knows that this team, when they're bombing from three-point range, is tough to beat, basically impossible to beat. No one beats them when they're shooting like that. Really, it's true. And I, I know that. I think we all know that. Um... What I'm more worried about and what I think everybody here needs to be worried about, if you're worried about anything at all, is your two main stars holding up all year. That's the main thing I'm concerned about because that's what I think happened to Jason Tatum last year. I think he got burned out, and I've said that before. And listen, I hope that's what it was because he wasn't injured. And, uh, you know, there was no real other way. The only other explanation, he's just a choker, and I don't think that he is. I see him perform at the end of games, big games, maybe not you know NBA Finals, but certainly in other settings, he's been anything but that. But he was bad in those finals, boy. I mean, he was bad. 
And I don't think Andrew Wiggins turned into, you know, <laughs> I don't think he turned into Scottie Pippen overnight and uh, suddenly you can't score on him. I don't know what happened there, but I like to th- I want to think and I want to believe that he got burned out. And there's a lot of reasons to believe that. He may not have been injured, injured, but he was banged up. He did play in the Olympics. He played a ton of minutes. Uh, the most he's ever played. He played in the All-Star game. You know, like he did everything. And he was playing a lot. And the previous two series right before that uh, Golden State Finals were both seven-game series. So, I mean, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of minutes, a lot of buildup. I think it was burnout. I hope it was burnout. Because if it was the other thing, then that's a lot harder to manage, and that's certainly... A lot harder to undo. You know, if a guy's just naturally not a great performer when all the chips are on the table, then that's a hard thing to sort of deprogram. Especially when it's your first finals and you had been to the conference finals so long. Like, you have to, like, readjust your body to, like, another seven-game series. Yeah, and he wasn't ready. I mean, he just he wasn't. That's what it looked like. Um, But that's what I'm worried about this year. I think that's what everyone deep down, whether you want to admit it or not, and I know there's a lot of Celtics fans out there who don't want them to do anything at the trade deadline, don't want to mess up the chemistry, don't want to reduce anyone's minutes, don't want to do anything. Just leave it how it is, don't touch it, leave this team alone, and let them win all these games. And again, I mean, they're winning games, so I don't think that that's a terrible plan, but I do think that you have to be at least conscious of the fact that these guys have shown in the past that, number one, in Jalen Brown's case, injury-prone, and those injuries can mount up at the end of the year. He's injured right now. Um... You know, he's missed playoff series, and they lost. They lost to Brooklyn because he wasn't there. You know, like, that's that's what happens. Uh, he gets banged up a good amount, and Jason Tatum last year ran out of gas. I don't want those things to happen again. I don't think anybody should want those things to happen again. And I don't think that you need to be playing these guys 37 and 36 minutes a game. I just think that that's excessive, considering how many 28-point leads you end up having in these a lot of these games. You know what I think is funny, though, like, when we – brought up the Missoula going back and forth at Forsberg the yes. other night. I feel like every time he does that, he's sort of like, it's like a defense mechanism of like, I know I'm an interim coach, but I'm good at this. So it's like he's still trying to prove himself. There's an underlying thing with him that I agree with you there. It exists. And like, I, know I think that's more crucial than, you know, guys getting hurt and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. He's definitely defensive about that. And I'm surprised at this point that they haven't just said, all right, you're the coach for now. Maybe we'll make a change at the end of the year, but you're not the interim coach anymore. We're not going to call you that. It's your job now, at least for the rest of the season. And I know that that still is. Like They're not going to go back to Udoka at this point. But then, okay, give the guy a break. You know, If you insist on referring to him as the interim coach, then... You know he's going to be he's going to be thinking things like, well, I better win as many games as I possibly can. You know, I better stack up wins here, so it's going to be tough for them to go back to the other guy. Even though it doesn't really work like that, ask Luke Walton. You know, Luke Walton stepped in when uh, Steve Kerr was out and won just as many games, and then Kerr came back, and that was it, and they moved on. And I know he's still got jobs, but uh, you know, I think that just sort of goes to show if you have a really good team, if you're the coach, the main thing you can do is not screw it up. Joe Missoula may be screwing it up a little bit. And I don't mean like the team's bad, but I mean that him putting that many minutes on Tatum and Brown isn't healthy. I just don't think, I don't believe it is. Not with an injury prone guy like Brown and not with someone like Tatum who has proven, even at his young age, at the age of 24, it's not like he's an old guy, but still, he's shown that he can run out of gas, even at 24. And that's, you know, that's a thing that you got to worry about. I don't know that they addressed that at the deadline. In fact, I don't think they did. I don't think they did at all. Are the Celtics still the favorites, in your opinion? 
It's a question I think is a relative one right now. The Celtics have been the favorites to win the title almost all year. They've led the East almost all year. Uh, the Bucks, by the way, are the hottest team in the league right now. Ten straight. Ten straight, and if they win these next two, they'd be one of the only teams to ever go 12 straight into the break before. Um, I, there was a stat about that on ESPN Stats and Info. I'll look up exactly what it says, but they're hot as hell right now. And uh, the moves they made at the deadline? Yeah. Like, that puts them in a better spot than they were before the challenge to Celtics. Jay Crowder now, a guy who I would have liked to see in, uh, back on the Celtics, is now a Milwaukee Buck. His eighth team, I think. <laughs> I mean, he's he's playing a lot of teams. I, uh, I forgot about him because he was holding out in Phoenix for so long. That's right. Uh, the Bucks have won 10 straight. If they win the next two against the Celtics and the Bulls, they'll be the fifth team in NBA history to enter the All-Star break on a win streak of 12 or more games. Um, that doesn't really mean anything. That's just one of those stats. But they are very hot right now, and they're right on your tail. Uh, Milwaukee is. And I feel like the Celtics, a lot of this year, have sort of coasted on the fact that they're the best team. Well, it's okay. They're the best team. Well, these are the two best players in the best team. You can play them as much as you want. It's okay. They're the best team. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's obviously working. You're the best team. That's come up a lot. That's been a pretty common retort, I feel like, for a lot of Celtics fans when anyone wants to critique the team, which, again, you're Celtics fans. Obviously, I get it. There's nothing wrong with that. You may not be right every time, but I understand the sentiment. It's just that you may not be the best team that much longer. Milwaukee's right behind you. Denver's right behind you. Um, and the Bucks aren't just going to go away. And I don't think that the Celtics are going to go, you know, d- fall into some uh, problem here either. I think that they're still in pretty good shape. But they didn't address what I think is their biggest uh, their biggest need at the deadline, and that is just somebody on the wing who can go in and play 25 to 30 minutes a game and that you'd feel okay about. And that's not even necessarily to diminish the roles of Tatum and Brown. You're not going to diminish those guys' roles, but you can diminish their minutes a little bit. You know, those could be three, four, five minutes a game that go to Reggie Bullock or go to OG Ananobi or go to whoever it is that's out there that you would have liked. And that's, you know, those guys are obviously on the on the high end there, Ananobi in particular. But you know some people are going to, like, hype the buyout market just like, just wait until... Terrence Ross hits the market. Well, Terrence Ross, Ross is going to Dallas. I don't know if you saw that. Woj says uh, Terrence Ross is about to be bought out, and then 10 seconds later said the Dallas Mavericks have emerged as leaders to buy out Terrence Ross. And listen, every single year, the Celtics are somehow linked to Terrence Ross. They're either going to trade for Terrence Ross, or Ross is going to get bought out. It's like him and Miles Turner. He's going to be a free agent, and they're going to sign him or something. There's going to be some sort of random deal at the deadline, whatever it is, and they never get him. They never, ever get him, and I'm always fine with it because it's Terrence Ross, and who cares? This year, I wanted Terrence Ross. <laughs> this year, I was like, could you please get Terrence Ross? Please. Um, the other options out there, I don't know, Danny Green. Danny Green's coming off a torn ACL, and he's 30-something. I don't know. I don't know about that. That's not like – I think it, if it's going to be a wing, it has to be a wing defender. I think they've got enough shooting. Yeah, and Green, when he's healthy, is a good defender. He's a good 3 and D guy. Um, Aaron Holiday was another name I saw, uh, and this was all from Smith's article. Aaron Holiday, I'd take or leave him. I don't know. I mean, he's not, you know, doesn't doesn't really move me all that much, and I forget who the last name was. But, again, it's buyout guys. Uh, Will Barton. Will Barton, who I actually kind of like. Uh, Brewster Academy. Yeah, Brewster. Lake Winnipesaukee. I like all those Brewster kids. And Barton was, yeah, he played up there. Um, but uh, do I want him on the South? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I think Barton's best year is probably behind them. Uh, but maybe he could give you something. I don't know. I mean, listen, can he give you more than Sam Hauser? Can he give you more than that? I don't know. I don't know if the answer to that question uh, in the in the Aaron Holiday or Will Barton uh, answer is yes. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. 
I think Hauser's actually played well lately. He shoots well, and I think he's a pretty underrated defender. But again, I don't want him being the one that you have to rely on to spell Tatum and Brown. I just feel like that's unfair to him, and that's unfair to Tatum and Brown. I see a candidate right here, Serge Ibaka, maybe. Serge Ibaka. 3 and D center. Ugh. Not the sexiest, but <laughs> it's a center. I didn't even know Serge was still in the league, honestly. What is he, like 37, 38? Um... 36, maybe? I don't know. I don't know how old Serge Ibaka well, is. Well, there's no way he's sticking on the Pacers. I don't want Serge Ibaka. I don't want Serge Ibaka. You know, I don't feel like he fills a need either. And You know, you already got Muscala. So what would be the point of buying out the, the, or, you know, bringing in Ibaka at this point? You need wing help. Yeah. And there's some wings that are out there, and you may, you know, you may like end up just settling ro- for I one. I feel like this is the roster. It's going to be it. I don't think any other moves are going to be made. You might be right. You might be right about that. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks are still scary. I have renounced the Philadelphia 76ers after that game this week where they lost to the Celtics JV team. That was that was really something. That was an impressive. I'll give you this. That was the best win of the year for the Celtics. It was. That was the best win of the year for the Celtics. It was the one time where Jason Jalen Brown wasn't playing. Jason Tatum was having a horrible game. And the bench completely overwhelmed and I, when I say the bench, I mean it was like Blake Griffin hitting threes. They weren't just threes. They were wide open threes. Yeah. Like no one within like a whole county. They decided we're just not going to guard anybody but Jason Tatum. And listen, I sort of get that. Tatum and Brown collide. Brown's out of the game. Well, hey, Tatum's all they got left. Let's just zero in on him and leave everybody else open because none of their other starters were playing either. Tatum was the only starter playing. Smart was out. Uh, Brown was out. No Williams, no Horford. And so it's just Tatum. So Doc Rivers sends everybody to Tatum. Uh, just make sure you get in Tatum's face. Double team Tatum. Follow Tatum off the screen. Don't ever leave Tatum's side. Meanwhile, Blake Griffin and everybody else is wide open the entire game hitting all their threes. They made 19 threes in that game. <laughs> and I don't think there was a hand in anyone's face for any of them. That I was... think that's, that's why everyone's so comfortable about like where they stand, that it's just the Celtics and the Bucks. You don't got to worry about Philly or Brooklyn or any of those other teams. I thought you know, I thought with Philly, you got the leading scorer in Embiid, you got the leading assist uh, guy in James Harden. I thought that, you know, it's two MVP caliber guys, maybe not now for Harden, but in the past certainly, and this year for Embiid, there's no doubt about it. He's in the conversation. I think you and Skip Bayless were the only ones on that train. <sighs> Man, he forgot about Doc Rivers. Forgot about the Doc Rivers effect. <laughs> I mean that was that was something, that was something. Watching the watching the Celtics beat the Sixers in that game with none of their starters was really something else. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There's your phone number. Uh, jump in now while you can. Josue Pavone's going to join me in about uh, twenty minutes. In the meantime, I want to talk a little bit about what I think this trade deadline has uh, shown you about the NBA. I don't think it's ever going to be the same. We'll get to all that right after trending. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Um, there were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected and my talent. I work extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic, though. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor. So um, I just want to change that narrative, write my own story, and just continue to prepare the gym. And now that I'm in Dallas, just focus on what I can control, like I said. And, um, you know, I'm always going to be close with those guys in Brooklyn, just like I'm close with guys in Boston, just like I'm close with guys in Cleveland. Um, you know, it is a team competitive sport, but we care about each other's families way more off the court. So um, I know those, the relationships will extend off. I'm just focused on preparing to win. Yeah, no one wants to talk about my work ethic. They just want to talk about me sitting out three quarters of the year. You know, my work ethic was very impressive while I was not playing in any of those games. I was doing some really hard work while I was not allowed in my own facility. Uh, All anyone ever wants to talk about is the anti-Semitic movies that I'm really into and like to uh, tweet about. Okay? No one talks about my work ethic. It's just the neo-Nazi stuff, you know? Like, pretty uncool, guys. Uh, that was Kyrie Irving. By the way, I, in some ways, and I hate to even admit this, I think I'm turning into Kyrie Irving because this morning I'm driving. I'm taking my son over to uh, swim class. He's nine months old. I just, you know, you take him around on the water. It's not real swim class, but uh, it was. it's fun. It's a fun time. But on the way over, you ever notice, like, sometimes in the morning, like, the moon's still out? <laughs> driving over there. I look up, I see the moon immediately. I thought, oh, it's another spy balloon. <laughs> Said someone shoot. Get my gun. <laughs> someone, someone, get my gun. I'm going to shoot that thing down. I don't know if that. I don't think it'd be visible. That's the problem. <laughs> well, there was something up in the sky. There's a big white circle up in the sky this morning. It was either the moon or it was another spy balloon spying on us down there at uh down by uh down by Yankee Spirits. I don't know why. I don't know why you'd spy on that one region in particular. But I, you can't get past me. You can't float anything past me, China. I'm on to you. I saw your balloon. Or maybe it was the moon. Whatever it was. I think it was probably the moon, but I did see it today. And that was immediately what I thought of. They just shot down like another thing over Alaska. They don't even know what this thing is. It's an object they can't identify, but they won't call it a UFO. Isn't that annoying? Why can't you just call it a UFO? It's an unidentified flying object. That's the actual definition. Floating object, fly, whatever it is, you know, we, we know we have a word for that. Nice little acronym. Very handy. Um... Yeah, I would have shot. I would have shot that thing down. I have a. Uh, I don't have a gun, gun, but uh, recently, I uh, checked in my backyard. I was just looking out the window, and there was a coyote in my yard. So I did what any man would do. I went to my parents' house and I got my old BB <laughs> gun from when I was a kid. <laughs> I was going to say you ran back inside and locked all the doors. I uh, got my my childhood BB gun, and it is a child's BB gun. And uh, it's one of those, you know, little little pellet rifles that you pump up. And uh, I loaded it up, and I brought it back, and I have it in the basement. And I thought, if this balloon comes over my house, I'm pumping that gun up, and I'm shooting it down. <laughs> it's gonna, gonna, is this balloon going to fall down, land in, like, the Neponset Forest somewhere? <laughs> Cover the Blue Hill? That actual balloon, the first balloon, 
The one they shot down over North Carolina was huge. It was like 200 feet tall or something, and like the the thing at the bottom was like the size of two buses. That's what I heard. I sound like I sound like people who read emails. Like, That's what I heard. You sound like Kyrie Irving. I'm going to forward this to all my friends. I know, I do. I sound like Kyrie Irving right now. I've done you, some you research. Were right. <laughs> I've done a lot of research on this. And I can tell you that in the research that I've done, it was a very large balloon. Either way, that's what I saw this According morning. According to my sources. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh, Kyrie Irving may have screwed up everything for everyone. And when I say everything for everyone, I mean NBA players. Uh, there was an era that we have been a part of now and all witnessed for going on 10 years now, probably more than that, but certainly the last decade or so, uh, of just unprecedented player empowerment in the NBA. And I never really had much of a problem with it. I'll be honest with you. I thought it was kind of fun. I thought it was fun watching these guys switch teams and go team up and do all this stuff. Like, I didn't I wasn't. I wasn't of the mind that this was some bad thing that had to be removed from the game or anything like that. Like, I kind of I dug it, honestly. Uh, but just like anything else, you can take it too far. And Kyrie Irving is the living embodiment of taking things too far, is he not? I mean, you look at him, he just, in the dictionary, taking it too far, there's Kyrie Irving right there. And, uh, you know, when you talk about and he's not the only one. You talk about player empowerment. I mean, Kyrie Irving got everything he wanted in Brooklyn, literally everything he wanted, and was just so miserable and so unhappy and just can't be happy anywhere. He's an unhappy person. He's not a serious person. He's an unhappy person. Um, and that's not going to change. It's not going to change in Dallas. It's not going to change wherever he goes. Um, and he's not the only one. Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers and, you know, teaming up with Paul George, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis in, in L.A. I mean, there's lots of duos all around the league, and there's lots of guys who have tried to orchestrate all that because in this day and age, players can do those things. Players can sign one-year contracts with opt-outs. They can orchestrate where they're going to be free agents with another team, two max slots at the All-Star game. We all remember Kyrie and Durant. They were basically the poster children of this era of it. I mean, I know LeBron with the decision was the beginning, but the two max slots at the All-Star game, while they're both on different teams, I mean, that was you know that was about as in-your-face as you can possibly get, wasn't it? And that's just sort of emblematic, I think, of what this era has been like in the NBA. And again, I don't really have a big problem with it. But just like anything else, you take it too far, and it all blows up. And that's what happened in Brooklyn. I think Barkley said it best of, like, the next CBA agreement, because I think it's expiring uh, next year or the year after. Like, that's going to be a driving point of, like, this player empowerment, as you mentioned. Yeah, and it's going to be a hard thing, because player empowerment is sort of like a nebulous term. It doesn't really mean one thing or another. But what I do think it's going to mean generally here is that these owners aren't going to say, all right, we'll just do whatever the players want because there's no way we're going to win unless we do that. In Denver, they did everything they wanted. They had Kevin Durant, one of the greatest scorers, best players in the league. They had Kyrie Irving. The two of them wanted to be there. They wanted to be in Brooklyn. They wanted to be playing together. They brought in James Harden to play with them. And Harden was in his own situation in Houston where he, he wanted out. Himself. And it just was so toxic. And it was toxic because of Kyrie. I mean, that's real. Like, we could beat around the bush here if we want to, but we all know the reason why this didn't work out. Harden left because Kyrie wasn't playing and he said, bleep this. Durant was banged up a lot because he's old, but even he, I mean, you know, he almost dragged that team to the Eastern Conference Finals himself. Uh, there's, there, it was Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie was the reason. Kyrie may have ruined this for everybody. 
he may have ruined this player empowerment situation for generations to come. And in some ways, you know, maybe that's good for the Celtics. Maybe that means the Celtics all stay together and they don't sign one-year deals with opt-outs and go jump from team to team for, you know, all these years after they sign their Supermax. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it'll be different by the time those Supermaxes get uh, expired. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen at that time? You know, maybe we're going to have a four-point shot on the court at that time. You know, we're talking like five, six, seven years from now. Who the hell knows? But I can tell you this. The players were eating good there for a while. They were eating good there for a while, and Kyrie may have just ruined it. He may have just ruined it, because I bet you these other owners are sort of looking at each other right now going, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Why are we bending over backwards to appease LeBron and to appease Kawhi and to appease all these guys? And it's getting us nowhere. You know, I mean, that's a that's a legitimate gripe that these guys have. It is not a it may be it may be a way to win a championship, but it's definitely uh, losing steam in terms of being like the way. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the Harbor One hotline right now and talk to my good friend and yours, Joe Sway Pavone of CLNS Media and Heavy dot com, who joins me right now on the show. Joe Sway, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good, Christian. How are you? I'm doing fine. Um, pretty eventful week here in the NBA. Let me ask you before we get to the Celtics what your uh, main impressions were from the trade deadline. It seemed like there were a lot of trades, like a real lot of trades, but really only a yeah. couple that actually moved the needle. Yeah, Phoenix is back. I think that's the, that's the one I'm going to go with. Um, I can't, I'm not going to go out and say, oh, man, 100% they're the champions, but they, 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 changed, they changed some things, and they needed to, right? They needed to make a significant splash. They, they needed to uh, do something with that roster because they were, they were just – they're not the team, that they, the, the team that went to the finals. Uh, whether it's locker rooms issues or whatever the case may be, that continuity just wasn't there. You know, Chris Paul isn't getting any younger. You, you get one of the greatest scorers of, of all time and, and a motivated one at that, right? He's not healthy right now, but um, – yeah, they're looking pretty good right now in the top of the Western Conference. They look better than the Celtics, do you? That's the thing. I can't go out and say that because we have to see what they look like, right? They have to round out the end of that rotation. Now, sure. TJ, TJ Warren is a good piece. Uh, he's another guy that can score, but um, it's not a whole lot of defense there, right? You, you traded away your all-defensive guy, and you had to, right, if you didn't want to, uh, you know, give up Chris Paul and, of course, not Devin Booker. So, I, I I applaud them on the on pulling off the deal. I mean, especially for a guy on the first day on the job. But um, you yeah, surprised I mean, that it took that. that little to get him? By the way, just just to stick a pin in there for a second. Are you surprised that that was yeah. the, ended up being the haul for Durant? A little bit, a little bit. I mean, but when you think about the uh, the the problem that they had with they couldn't have Aiden and, and, and Ben Simmons on the same right. Uh, I think because of that, that that was sort of like that worked in Phoenix's favor. Because you know, if you're Brooklyn, you're seeing things from their perspective, and they're like, well, you know, how else are we going to pull this move off? We need? Otherwise, we're not doing this. And I'm sure they try to, you know, bend their arm and, and whatever the case may be. And they were Brooklyn apparently didn't want to send uh, Kyrie to, um, or, or excuse me, um, after sending Kyrie to, you know, not wanting to give him his his destination. His, right. his, you know, preferred destination. I, I feel like they sort of uh, met Durant halfway. I mean, this is a great situation for Durant, you know? So I, I think it worked out for both of them. You got some, some uh, pieces that that's very uh, Danny Ainge-like, right? In the sense of how many firsts they got. And uh, you think about their history and what happened there, but um, yeah, I mean, will they make the playoffs of Brooklyn Nets? I don't know. I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but obviously they hit the reset button. It's not a bad place to start. What did you think of the Celtics trade deadline? It was only one move, I guess, but what did you think of it? <laughs> 
Um, I like it. I like it. I mean, uh, I'm sure Celtics fans feeling good about it after what they saw Friday night. I mean, hitting a couple of threes on your, on your debut. He was signing autographs before the game. Just uh, obviously getting the full embrace from the from the from the crowd. And, and I think it's a it's a, a problem that, or at least it's something that they needed to address in terms of bringing in another uh, secondary big. I mean. You know, Ra's been in and out. They're they're trying to preserve Al Horford for the postseason for a deep playoff run, and uh, you know, Cornet's been Cornet's been playing well. I mean, this isn't a a, a knock on him, and 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 the Celtics going to get another big. In my in my mind, it's just another option for Joe Mazzulla, and I think it's a that, that was that was the right thing to do. And with Rob Williams, we're just we just don't know what Rob's going to look like. I mean, let's be honest, we we don't we, we don't know exactly which Rob we're going to get in the second half of the season, never mind the postseason. So I think it was a problem that they, uh, or it was something that Brad Stevens needed to address. Yeah. Um, I, I Listen, I think that they had other more pressing needs. You know, they have, they have some bigs that are banged up a lot, that's true. But I feel like that's something you can weather. What you can't weather is having Brown or Tatum run out of gas or get banged up or something like that and not having any wing depth to, uh, to spell them. Right, but Christian, the thing is that you, you're just not going to replace that, right? Even half of that. I, I just think with with you look at what was out there in the market. I mean, sure, I, I'm I'm sure the Celtics going to look in the bio market. I mean, right now, Terrence Ross looks like he's already been grabbed, according to Woj's report here. That it looks like um, you know, he's he, he's heading to Dallas. to the team we were just talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um. So maybe he's out of the out of the picture. But I mean, Will Barton's been a name that's been tossed out there. I mean, someone like that, someone that can give you just some instant offense coming off the bench to spell those guys, guys like Tatum and Brown. I'm, I'm with you, Chris. I mean, they, that, that was the, the, the thing that I wanted them to address through the, through the you know, before the, the trade deadline. But when you look at what everything that happened out there, guys swinging five-second round picks for a Jay Crowder. I mean, mm-hmm. like Jay Crowder was one of those guys at the top of my list. I, I, I thought the Celtics could have, you know, swung at that, that type of deal or they could have tried to. But maybe, I mean, you look at what they have moving forward, do you give up five second rounders or do you, you know, try to just... I give away every second rounder. What the hell do I care about a second round pick, Joe Sway? (laughs) Why does anyone care about a second round pick? (laughs) Well, the thing is that the other team is going to say, look, which team is going to be worse in the future? The Celtics or these five that we're getting from, you know, I I just think uh, from Phoenix, when you consider the the window that the Phoenix Suns have compared to the window that the Celtics have, I mean, teams like that are not going to look at the Celtics and be like, yeah, let me get some of your picks. Even though they're second rounders, I mean, they're like, you guys are going to be good for a really long time, or at least for the next three, four, five years. So I just think they just those type of trades they didn't, didn't work in the Celtics' favor. What about the uh, Pirtle trade that wasn't? Keith Smith wrote that uh, the asking price of Gallinari, Pritchard, and a first-round pick was deemed too rich by uh, Brad Stevens. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's too much for Pirtle? I don't. I, I don't. Um, so you I, think I just, they should have made that trade? I mean, here's the thing. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's 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 necessarily a, a a great fit for what this team is doing right now, especially with the trying to you know have that stretch big to. to no, he doesn't shoot. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't shoot. He just doesn't. I just don't think he's a classic fit. So, I like. I I think the Celtics' best offer was that, and, and and I think that if if you're shopping that around, and if total would have been what you get in return, I, I wouldn't have been crazy about it. But I, I like the Celtics' persistence and 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 you know at least trying to get to that point. But I guess they weren't even trying to do that, you know. Yeah, um, we're talking with Joe Sway Pavone, CLNS Media here in the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, Joe Sway, the Brooklyn Nets obviously are in shambles right now. Um, are they a cautionary tale for the rest of the league? I think they're on the verge of something here oh, with yeah. the NBA and sort of the player empowerment because the Brooklyn oh, Nets are yeah. the poster children of how that can blow up in your face. Do you think that's yeah. going to change the the whole look of the NBA potentially going forward here? 
I potentially absolutely. I mean, this is a this is a classic example for for people who are on that side of that argument, right? I mean, in terms of handpicking the coach, you know, controlling exactly the, the the way that they want to bring players in and out. I mean, that's a classic example of how it could blow up in your face, and it's also an example of you can't just put it together, even though they're future Hall of Famers, and think that everything is going to work out. And sure, I mean, COVID didn't help anything. The whole thing with Kyrie, I mean, some people believe it would have been some other type of distraction, but I mean, I don't think that's necessarily fair, but at the same time, it shows where his commitment was, you know, and, and it's not wherever, wherever you stand on the argument it's, is wherever you stand, but you, you can't say it was helpful for the team, for the organization. So it blew up in their faces. And I think it's a, it's a, you said it perfectly. It's a cautionary tale for, for teams in the future to say, look, don't do what these guys did. Like, control your team and, and, and make sure you bring in the right guys that's going to have the same you know type of uh, mindset as, as, as you you know do you think the Celtics have that or do you think that the Kyrie stench is too strong with them right now <laughs> what do you mean with the Celtics yeah with the Celtics I mean they're all still obviously Jalen Brown and Kyrie are still close and you know I think for all the the talk and all the times they beat them and everything over the last uh, 10 games or whatever it's been I think there's still a lot of respect there from uh from the guys in the Celtics yeah, but it's. Uh, I think it's a different type of respect. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's the type of a uh, man. I want to, you know, I, I can do it the, the way Kyrie did, but I would do it my way type of thing. I just think they they look at him as uh, someone that they saw before they came to the NBA. They got a chance to play with him, and they, you know, they, they still maintain that friendship. I don't think it's something that they admire in the sense of that they want to mimic. You know, I, I really don't. I think I, he. I, I think he still has a lot of influence on on guys like that. I still think he that they're they're the new generation, obviously, but those are like the old guys now. Those are the, they've always looked up to them. Yeah, I just feel like it's more the sense of. You can be who you want to be. You don't have to be all about basketball. Obviously, Kyrie takes that to a different extent. You know what I right. mean? And I don't think, like, I'm sure, you know, Jalen can sort of have that vibe in the sense of he's going to, you know, talk about things he wants to. He's going to address things. And, and, that's, and that's good for him, you know. But obviously, there's a line. And, and I think these guys get that in the sense that they've seen Kyrie Irving as a perfect example. You know, like, you, you have a certain, you have a, a responsibility in the way you condone yourselves. And you can't just do certain things and, and, and represent things that you know you don't know exactly what they are because they can get misconstrued in a big way which is different Kyrie speaking of getting misconstrued in a big way and we'll uh we'll end with this one Joe Sway Joe Missoula I I don't know if you heard him going back and forth with Gary Washburn yesterday but yeah he is very defensive I mean you bring up anything even in a win you know he's just he's very defensive he's very combative um is it an insecurity about being the interim coach is it something else like what what's this guy's deal (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, Christian, it's just funny. I was talking about it on the uh, Celtics Post Game Show, CLS Media, and, and you know, it's just it gets it gets interesting, like day after day, game after game. Yeah. And with Gary specifically, it's sort of been like a joke back and forth with them. You know, it kind of started with the minutes thing, and you know, just very defensive and and the, the line of questioning. And what I really think it is is that. I think he's trying so hard not to make it about him, like not to make, you know, the, the, the team uh, about the way, they, the way they perform about him. But he has to understand that it's, it's going to be about him to a certain extent, you know, and, and I feel like the way, the way he's getting defensive is just like, I'm not going to fall for your trap. You know, I'm not going to say what you want me to, you know, what, the quote that you want to get from me, I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. And, and I think it's a, uh, I don't think it's coming off in a way that's like, you know, he's mad at the media or upset with them. I think he's just being very, very cautious, but it's coming off as, as a little cold. And I think that back and forth with Gary was, was a good example of that that happened Friday night or last night. All right, we'll leave it right there. Josue Pavone, CLNSmediaHeavy.com. Thanks so much for the time. Always great to talk with you. 
Absolutely, Christian. Anytime, man. All right. I'll check you later. That's Joe Sway Pavone uh, joining us here on the program. You can check him out on Twitter at Joe underscore Sway, S-W-A-Y, although that's not how you pronounce or spell his name, <laughs> which was confusing for me when I first met him. Anyways, uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap things up next. All right. A couple minutes left here. Boston Sports Original, WEEI. It's Christian Arcanth. If you want to chime in, do it quickly. 617-779-7937. I want to say thanks again to Joe Sway. If you missed anything, again, check it out. The Odyssey app, WEEI.com. Get all the chapters. Get everything. Every single segment if you want it. Um, I want to end with this because I keep seeing this in my timeline. I don't know why it keeps getting advertised to me or uh, stories about this phenomenon going on with young people right now keep getting advertised to me. Um, Joe, you're a young person. How old are you, Joe? I'm 25. 25 years old. All right, you're you're young. Um, do you know what a Borg is? I've never heard of it until looking at a news article this week, and it sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Um, the Borg is a beverage that involves a plastic gallon container and a lot of alcohol, and it's, uh, well, sweeping the nation. Let's uh, take a listen to a local news story about the Borg. The Borg, which stands for Blackout Rage Gallon, is now making regular appearances on TikTok. Take your vodka of choice. Some are praising the mix of water, vodka, a caffeine-flavored enhancer, and powdered electrolytes as a way to pace their drinking and prevent a hangover. Stop it right there, Calling- if you would, if you could just pause it for one second. That sounds so disgusting. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It's like, a- forget the medical thing. The combination just sounds Awful. A half gallon of water, <laughs> a half gallon of water, a half gallon of vodka, caffeinated flavor powder or whatever, and electrolytes for the hangover. This is what kids are doing. This is this is how kids. You know what this sounds like? It sounds like a watered down, literally watered down version of Riot Punch from Always Sunny. You know that Always Sunny when it's uh, when the uh, Phillies won the World Series and they're all drinking that blue Riot Punch. Like that's what this sounds like, except. It sounds awful. Like, this really sounds bad. Um, half gallon of water, half gallon of vodka, caffeinated flavor enhancer, and electrolytes in a plastic gallon container. And you're just walking around drink, like a hobo, right? You're just walking around swinging out of the gallon. Is that what I, is that what I'm to understand? Like it's like if you take if you like dump out a gallon of milk or a gallon of water and then you fill it up with four different liquids of it, you shake it up, it's like all there in one and <laughs> I don't know. You just get drunk faster. I don't know. I mean, if you're drinking a half gallon of vodka, like this is how this is how they're uh, pacing themselves. They're pacing themselves with the half gallon of vodka. That's interesting. <laughs> That's an interesting way of putting it. Let's listen to a little more. Calling this a trendy thing is trivializing. This is simply encouraging more binge drinking. David Jernigan, professor in the Department of Health Law, Policy and Management at Boston University, believes the popular portrayal of Borgs on social media has the potential to put students in harm. You think? It's just inviting you to drink it. It's as if you were carrying around a bottle of vodka. It's just you're carrying around with some water. The concern is being felt at emergency departments across Boston, which see their daily share of patients dealing with complications from binge drinking. It can be on a Friday night or Saturday night, 30, 40, 50, 70 percent of our patients in the emergency department in downtown Boston. Okay. I, listen, young people, <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wag my finger at you and tell you you're doing it all wrong, but you are kind of doing it all wrong here. Um, what I immediately thought of 
when I heard about the Borg is the Brass Monkey. Brass Monkey, it's kind of the same idea, except it's all liquor. It's like, you know, it's a 40, you drink it down to the point, and then you fill it with whatever you want, you top it off with orange juice, something like that. I don't know. It's a, it's a, Brass Monkey's different for different people. But that's what I sort of thought of when I thought of this. What this is is basically just what, you know, I hate to say it, but like homeless people, you know, they walk around with a bottle and they drink the whole bottle. Like that's what this is, except you're drinking it out of a plastic gallon container. This is, this is, you know, bum behavior. Bum. This is bum behavior. This is what bums do. Like, is this is this what we're aspiring for now? We're just going straight for the, the college to bum cycle? Is that what we have? I mean, that sucks if that's the case. I think that's uh, that's unfortunate. And listen, I mean, I partied. I went to University of Colorado. I, we partied all the time out there. But I don't ever one person drink it. Like another sort of close thing I can think of with this is like Edward Forty Hands. You know, you got your you got your forties. Yeah, you put the duct tape and and like, you tape them around like, and then you got to drink the two forties before you can get them free. And that's tough. You got to be around people you really trust when you play that game for a myriad of different reasons. But even that is like nothing compared to this. this is a. This is a gallon of vodka. Like, what are you doing? It just sounds wrong in every single way. Like, having the gallon, mixing it, and just everything about it just sounds so wrong. Yeah. And, like, how do you normalize yourself if you're, like, walking over to your, like, friend's house or whatever just, like, with a gallon of this stuff? You don't think people are going to turn their heads and be just like, what the heck? Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I always have to double look at people who carry around, like, a gallon of anything if they're not coming back from the store. Yeah. Right. Or if you're not, like, at a kid's soccer game or something and you got, like, those water gallons or something. You know, like, yeah, I get that. Um, and this is also, I mean, when people are trying to, like, drink on the down low, they have a little paper bag, you know? You got my paper bag. You don't know what I'm drinking. I'm just sitting over here. You're over here with a gallon of, like, Yeah, what do you have to put it in, like, a liquid or, like, or whatever? What are you doing? Like, this is very, this is, and now that everyone knows about it, I don't know. I guess you could put it in, like, a thermos or something, but, um. This just seems like a the social media. I'll tell you these these TikTok fads. You know, some of them are really bad. Like they're just really bad things for people to be doing. There was one where like kids were just trashing their bathrooms at school, like ripping apart the urinals and the walls to the stalls and all that stuff, and all just leaving the them there. And it's and like the swipes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like man, that's the bathroom. What like, happened? What to, happened to regular vandalism? We all got to use that bathroom. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know, like, I, here's another thing. Maybe you can help me with this. Uh, there is tomorrow going to be a TikTok tailgate. Are you on TikTok, Joe? A little bit. Tell me if you know any of these people, okay? This is going to be headlined by Jason Derulo and the Black Keys. I know who both of those people are. I know yes, all I three of them. Same here. Black Keys, those two brothers with the songs, Jason Derulo, and I know him too. All right, I don't know any of these other people. Do you know Isaac Rochelle? Nope. Allison Cooch? Nope. Lizza? Not Lizzo. <laughs> Not Lizzo, Lizzo with an no, A and three Zs. No. Okay. How about Emmanuel Daverno? Diver- nope. How about the bread basket? I, just keep going and I'll continue to say no. I'll let you know if I hear of any of them. Uh, Rico Taquito. Nope. Harry Mack. Nope. You don't know Harry Mack? Michaela London. Nope. Nathan Lust. Nope. Just keep going. I'm gonna keep saying no. Carla Rockmore. Never heard of. Him. Okay, good. So you're not like in. You're not online. Um. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not an insane okay. TikTok follower. You're not one of those people. I don't know any of these people. Dome Lipa is that like Dua Lipa's sister? Kind of looks like her. No way. I don't know. No way. I don't know any of these people. What are they gonna do? 
Are they going to make gonna, TikToks? I, they're going to do a bunch of like TikTok dances or whatever. Like they're going to floss and then like do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. Are they all just going to stand there and do TikTok dances? Like what are, what are like these, what could they possibly offer for a tailgate? Like I, I understand if it's like you're trying to appeal to the kids. Like do they if, sing if Nickelodeon, if like yeah. Nickelodeon is doing something like that, I'd be like, okay, I get it. You appeal to the kids. But like, what is this appeal? What is the appeal of any of it? It starts at 2.45, but all I care about is when Rico Taquito goes on stage, okay? I don't care about anybody else. When Rico Taquito takes the stage, you better know You better know where you are. Oh, some stuff's about to go down. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll DVR that part. All right, that's my time. I want to say thanks uh, so much to Josue Pavone and also to Tom King. Joe, great job behind the glass. Stay tuned. The Bradfo Show is coming your way next. He'll take you up until 6 o'clock. I'll talk to you again on Monday at 2 o'clock with Jones and Mego right here. On Boston Sports Original, WEEI. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.